This is Breaking Into Cybersecurity with your host, Ayo Adiojo. Hello, everybody. My name is Ayo Adiojo, uh, host of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. I am a cybersecurity consultant here in Toronto, Ontario. And this podcast is to help those who are interested in breaking into the field get a better idea of what it takes. And it involves me sharing a bit of tips and information, as well as guests. And speaking of guests today, I have Kim Steven on. She's a cyber recruiter from Dallas, Texas, and she has over 20 years of experience in the cyber recruiting industry. Kim, thanks for coming on today. I really do appreciate it. And uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself to um, our guests here, that'll be greatly appreciated. Well, thank you, Io, and a big howdy to everybody. I am based out of Dallas, Texas. Um, I've been recruiting for uh, a couple of decades. I have a mix of um, agency and also corporate recruiting um, that um, covers software companies, big four, um, and also um, um, the executive level recruiting as well. So I've, I've done a little bit of everything, um, and I have been specializing in the cybersecurity space for the past 10 years, and um, it's, it's been a really great community, one of the best communities I've ever worked in. Excellent, excellent. So I'll definitely link your uh, LinkedIn profile under the show notes as well, so that anyone um, who's listening in can, can reach out and, and learn more about you. Um, I know we spoke previously, um, and you shared a lot of great information. That was one of the main reasons why I wanted you as a guest. And I guess I'll start off by kind of asking you um, what you kind of see in the market right now in terms of uh, cybersecurity. A lot of people want to get in. A lot of people are trying to figure out what to do, what certifications to get. Um, So I guess we can go deeper in as the show progresses. But I guess from a high level view, what's going on in the industry? Um, industry is hot right now. Um, I think we are finally coming back to where we were pre-pandemic with the hiring. Um, and uh, there's a lot of needs out there. But in on the, on the flip side, we have a lot of people out on the market looking to make moves or they're just looking for employment. Um, and my, my focus, IO, has been for the past couple of years is talking with companies and employees hiring managers on really setting up and preparing our next generation of cybersecurity professionals. And that has been a big challenge, um, trying to get people into the space. It's going to be, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be the most difficult um, thing you're going to have to do. Once you get into the space, it'll be a lot easier for you to move around. The big question is, how do you get in? Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I have conversation after conversation, and there's not one straight answer. It is a different story for everyone. Um, it, it's not going to be easy, and um, you're never going to start. You're never going to stop learning. This 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 industry is going to require you to learn for the rest of your life if you want to stay relevant and if you want to become one of the leaders in the industry. Wow, great, great, great answer. And I guess like, um, what are the um, hurdles that new you know, people that want to get into the field are what are they having right now in terms of difficulties? Um, I know a lot of people uh, talk about what search to get and there's a lot of search stacking uh, sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of people, especially too, that want to transition into the field that don't have, you know, that traditional, you know, degree. 
that um you know i have or most of you know my peers do right um that that is also a difficult um question to answer because it's there's not one right answer mm. um, a lot of people um feel like they need to go get a college degree um, to show credibility. And of course, the, the big thing is you have to get past the gatekeeper, which is usually the recruiter. Um, the other thing is identifying what kind of certification. So my, my advice to everyone is if you're, if you feel like you have to get a college degree, you have to ask your question, the why? Is it because I want more opportunities? Is it because I feel like the industry demands it? Really understand the why. Once you can identify the why and you do decide that you wanna make that investment in yourself and get that college degree, please do your homework on the university and on the program and who's actually teaching the class or the course. Because if you get into these college degree programs, because understand, Cybersecurity is a really, really hot field right now. So every university is offering that program. But just because they're offering the program doesn't mean it's any good. So you have to see and do your due diligence to see if you're going to have the ability to do any type of lab work or if you're just going to do if you're just going to sit in a class or if you're going to take an online course and it's all going to be in theory, because the only way you can get any type of experience hands-on is to do it hands-on and not buy just a book. And most of the university stuff, they're being taught by people that have never actually done any work in the space within cybersecurity. They've just been a lifelong academia person, which they just have taught. And a lot of the um, information that's being taught in the universities and schools is dated as well. Mm -hmm. So you have to do your homework before you make that large investment in yourself, which is wonderful if you can do that. Um, but I, I also encourage to look at other programs. There's so much free stuff online um, with the certifications. Um, Okay, you have to also ask yourself, why are you getting this specific certification? Why don't you understand what part of security or technology that you wanna get into and then figure out by looking at doing a reverse engineering <clears throat> with job descriptions and saying, hey, you know what? I wanna be a pen tester. Or I wanna be an, um, an IT auditor. Um, or I want to get into compliance, or I want to be an engineer, but look at these job descriptions that these companies are posting all over the place and see what kind of software stack that they're requiring or what kind of certifications that they're looking at. Then you can do look into the certification because again, there's no excuse these days. There's so many programs right now that are free. Make YouTube your friend, but do all of that research and start preparing yourself that way before you make that investment in doing the certification. Um, certifications, you know, I, I, I have the debate with people on, you know, it's great to have that certification, but when you're in a sock and a terminal's on fire, that certification's not gonna do much if you don't know how to identify and put the fire out. Um, are you gonna throw that certification on top of the fire? Or are you gonna actually be able to, to, to you know, get into that terminal to find out exactly what's going on? So you have to really do your due diligence and your research on what type of cybersecurity program that you're wanting to get as it relates to a degree, or if you're wanting to get a certification. Um, and, you, and again, if you're in public sector, or you're going to focus in public sector, those certifications 
Um, various cert certifications um, weigh a lot heavier in the public sector than private sector. So those are some other things to think about as well. Yeah, great, great answer. Great answer. Um, I get a lot of questions too on, um, you know, what cert should I get first or what's the best cert to get? And like you said, it really depends on where you want to go. If they took the time to reverse engineer where they want to go, they would already know. I mean, they're, if you want to go into pen testing, I mean, we all know that cert you need to get, or that's really good to get, which is the OS, o, OCSP. Um, and if you want to go into other fields as well, there's clearly defined pathways um, that, you know, can easily be found on the internet to go into that field. So a really good answer. Um, I guess there's another question I have is, um, what are what's your opinion as well on like boot camps? I see that uh, a lot of, you know, institutions are off, institutions are offering uh, boot camps, whether it's a year or a couple months, like uh, to transition people who aren't really in cybersecurity into the field. So have you seen, you know, that work? Uh, or has there kind of been different effects with that? There have been also different effects because again, some of those boot camps are not giving you any lab work. Um, you're given a book, you're given a test. Okay, this is what you would do here, and this is what this tool does, mm. and this is what this does. So um, you have to see if you can do research on those boot camps too before you put money into it. And I think folks just have a tendency to throw money at programs like, okay, wow, I want to be a pen tester, so I'm going to take this boot camp, and then I'm going to get this certification, and then I'm going to be able to get a job. And it it just does not work that way. And that's where part of our space is just broken. Mm -hmm. It is broken in so many ways because you know the, the the conversations that have been going on for years is why are job descriptions written where they are willing to take an entry-level person, but the description states that it's three to five years. That is the most insane thing or insane requirement mm -hmm. or you want you have an entry level person, but they need to have a CISSP certification. That is absolute <laughs> ludicrous. It's it's insanity. Um, and those are and those are companies that you have to really pause and think. You know, maybe I don't want to work for that company because they're completely clueless. Because yeah. job descriptions are created by the hiring managers, or they're at least reviewed by the hiring managers along with the HR team. And depending on the size of it, that there's a compliance piece that's also reviewed by legal. So before they post jobs with the larger organizations, um, they have to go through a process and. And if you're looking at a description that is calling for entry level, and if and it looks like there might be even two or three different positions rolled into one, those companies are probably companies where you want to stay away from because they're going to have um, a high level of unexpected expectations for you coming in to be able to do something. And that's not a good experience as well. So, so boot camps are the same. I think I would categorize in programs and certifications as do your homework to see if there's good results. Go on LinkedIn, see if anybody has taken those boot camps, connect with them. Don't be afraid to talk to these people. That's why I love this community. If you get in with the right community and if you have the conversation and if you, if you approach them and say, hey, I'm really impressed impressed by your background. Would you mind if I asked you a question? Um, I'm thinking about this boot camp. Can you please tell me what your experience was? Was it worth the investment? If they say, heck yeah, it was, then 
by all means, make the investment. But also, if you see the boot camp in there, look at their job progression. Are they in the space? When did they go to the boot camp session? If they have the date, okay, when did they get into cyber? Were they able to get a job immediately after they took the boot camp or was it two or three years later? So you'll be able to kind of put together or correlate that common sense of the dates of when they completed a certification or a specific type of program and when they got their first cyber related job. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, very amazing answer as well is, uh, that's one of the first things that I tried to do as well when I before I got into my program was just see who else was there. And I saw they did well. And, you know, I guess we don't have to recreate success when it's really laid out in front of us, especially with a, a website like LinkedIn, where you can really yeah. see, you know, how people got to where they where they are now, whether it's a pen tester or IT auditor. Um, you know, you, you look at enough account, uh, enough you, um, profiles and you, you'll come up with general themes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and one question I want to ask as well is, uh, I, I see that complaint sometimes about like, is, is an entry level security, cybersecurity job, an entry level job or, cause I, I, I had this conception that, um, you know, you might need a bit of IT experience before getting into cybersecurity. And I, I recommend that. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if it's wrong, but sometimes I recommend that if you want to, if people want to get into cybersecurity that they may want to do a bit of IT experience before getting in. Is that right? Is that wrong? Have you seen, you know, people just break into the field of, of cybersecurity without any IT experience? I, I would agree with that sentiment, Io. Um, there are jobs that you can certainly get without having an IT background. They're usually around the compliance and sometimes an analyst role. Mm -hmm. And again, when I say analyst, I use that term very loosely because companies use that term very loosely. Sometimes they want somebody just doing research and other times they want somebody that's an analyst to be able to, to do bash scripting or to do a Python scripting or they, they need to be able to do pen testing as well. Mm -hmm. So I use that term very loosely, but I think if you really want to get into cybersecurity, it's part of technology. If you don't understand how networks work, if you don't understand how computers work as a hold, how in the world are you going to know how to protect them? Because mm -hmm. we're all, it's all about protecting networks. It's all about protecting data. And if you don't understand how all of the, uh, the, the fundamentals of networks and computers and machines, all of these devices, if you don't understand how they work and all of those endpoints that are connected together, then how in the world are you going to understand how to protect it? Very true. I, I agree. And and sometimes I have, uh, someone asked me a couple weeks ago, days ago, they had no certifications, no experience. And the first cert they wanted to get was the security plus. And I was baffled as to even how they thought it would be a good move to have that be their first certification. So there's really been a lot of separation in terms of technology and security and, and security really being its own thing instead of just you know, a, a domain of, of uh, technology, mm -hmm. an important, mm -hmm. important one, I might add, right? But right. It's, it's really a progression that I feel a lot of entry level, um, you know, professionals who want to get into the field don't see that you can progress into cybersecurity and, and it will help your career. Because again, once you're in, you're in. Right, right. And, and, and I would agree with that because um, the, the Security Plus is an automatic 
you know what, that will sh show everybody that I have an understanding of the basics. But if like, like you just, um, like we just discussed, Io, if you don't have a basic fundamental of the tech of technology or hardware and how everything plugs together and connects, then you might have that security plus certification, but it's not going to do you a lot of good. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and the big thing is, you know, prospective employers, they want to see what you're doing outside of your job. If you're not doing anything technical, or if you're not doing anything in your job that relates to cybersecurity, but you want to get in there, you've got to start getting into networking and you've got to start connecting with people and trying to find people that are like-minded as yourself. And have start having those discussions and then potentially getting somebody that will agree to coach and mentor you as well um, again it's it's hard to do that um, because a lot of people that say hey i want to get into cybersecurity," and and i'm saying this from experience i have coached and mentored so many young people that are looking to get in space i give them a really easy homework assignment and i never hear from them again yeah. and those people are not willing to help themselves or they don't fully understand the grasp of it. I have am connected to a lot of people on LinkedIn that are in the cyberspace. And I had one, um, his name is JJ Davey. And I saw he, that, yeah. Yeah, he's he's you know, he's trying to he's got a great brand and he mm -hmm. has been trying to you know help people in the space that are trying to get into cyber and four or five people have stood him up. Yeah, I saw Folks, that. Folks, don't do that. Our time is really valuable. We have stuff that we've got to do. And if we're willing to, you know, and to make the commitment to help somebody to take time out of our schedules, don't stand them up. I mean, if if something, you know, life happens, stuff, stuff comes up, have the professional courtesy to call or let them know, hey, you know what, I just can't make it because of this. But don't stand people up because you're going to end up getting blacklisted. Um, office stuff and that just is an indicator of you really don't you're really not willing to put the work in you just want someone to give you something and you're not willing to put the work in and I, I know that there is a huge frustration of and a thought process is if I've already committed all of my time getting my you know my certification or my degree and somebody needs to just give me a job and unfortunately getting into cyber just doesn't work that way it just doesn't it it's again it is very frustrating i see it every single day i have those conversations but you have to be willing to put the work in and and i was in just a local networking um <clears throat> group here in dallas and they had set up um, a mentorship a formal mentorship program mm -hmm. and the mentors and these people are executive level willing to put the time in all of the mentees would never show up never that is just unacceptable. So you have this mix and I, when you and I, you know, started talking, mm -hmm. you and I, you know, we discussed that challenge as well. And, and I love that you said, I'm not going to help somebody that's not willing to help themselves. Yeah. If they indicate to me that they're willing to, to do it, then I'm more than happy to, to help them with it. Otherwise we're just wasting time. I, I definitely agree. And I saw that post uh, from, from JJ and it, it was, it was kind of heartbreaking to see because he, he pours so much information out there. He's so supportive of anyone who wants to help themselves. And it really just, um, I mean, what, what else could he do? Uh, he's a busy person, you know, he has his own things going on and he can't continue to waste his time. Yep. And it really just ruined that. That was a great session that those, those four people ruined for everyone else. 
So I, I think there's also, um, and that, that happens a lot. I, I talk about it a lot with um, other coworkers where we get these messages on LinkedIn where it's like, hey, can you get me a job? And I used to uh, just say, okay, yeah, sure, I'll check into it. And it's really disheartening just the, even considering the thought process behind it of, of feeling like a stool to get to a goal instead of um, asking me like how the role is at the, at my company. Right. Um, I have right. so, I have so much information. I have access to everyone on almost every team within my department. And if it was just a, a lot more cordial and just being interested in me as a person, like it, it, they, they lose from the start by asking me that because I'm not going to recommend somebody I don't know. And right. it happens all the time. It happens all the time, all the time. It just happened yesterday. And I didn't, didn't really respond. Of course, I'm going to be polite, but um, it's really a growing phenomenon. I see, especially in cybersecurity of, hey, I have the credentials or I have this degree. And now, like, let me let me wave my golden ticket to get in, um, you know, on, on the, uh, the Christmas Express, you know, to the North Pole to get my job. But right. it doesn't right. work. That, it doesn't work that way. Um, no, it, no, and you're right. Um, it, this is a small community as, as vast as it is. And don't, don't burn bridges. People remember, people always remember, unfortunately, the more negative things than the yeah. positive things. And to, to, you know, just, just to give you an example, I mean, I had a candidate that was scheduled to meet with a hiring manager yesterday and he pulled a no-show and he is a mid-level person and mm. ghosting, ghosting is real. Ghosting is real on the recruiter side. Ghosting is real on a candidate side, hiring managers. It's, it's all over the place, but be a better person. Be, mm -hmm. you know, I, I try to live by the golden rule is treat everyone as you would like to be treated. Would yeah. you like somebody to stand you up and to tell you, Hey, I'm going to be here. And they just do a no show and you've, you've put everything on hold for that person. It's, it's disheartening. So, you know, you have all of these people that want to get into the space and, and, the, a small percentage always ruins it because mm -hmm. they pull a no-show or they don't follow up or they don't do what they're told. Mm -hmm. And then you have these people that really want a job and they're hungry and they have the ability and nobody will give them five seconds. And it's yeah. because they're looking in the wrong direction um, or they're being misguided. And it's it's very, very frustrating. And you know, we're only two people. I We can only save one person at a time and help mm -hmm. one person at a time. Yeah. Um, um, and again, that's that's why, um, you know, how you and I connected was I think you had looked at my profile or something and I said, wow, I really like what this young man is doing in the community. He's relatively early in the space and he's trying to make a brand and a name for himself and he's trying to do coaching and mentoring. I want to talk to this. I want to talk to this gentleman and get to know him. And, and here we are. Mm -hmm. So it was really being being intentional on having a relationship with somebody. And I think, you know, you know, in an earlier podcast, you had made LinkedIn is invaluable. It is the great, you can make this the greatest tool. There's so much money to be made on LinkedIn, but there's so many fantastic relationships that can be made on LinkedIn yeah. as well. It's just really how you leverage it. Yeah. Well said, well said, Kim, uh, well said, Kim. And, and one of the things I've, I've kind of realized as well, and I'm pretty sure you agree is that success is a social activity. Uh, as you climb up, um, you're usually doing it with others or, yes. uh, you know, someone pulls you up. I mean, my job, my job that I have now was somebody higher up to me, looked at me and said, you know, I think this person belongs with us here. 
and and you know pulled me up to where I'm, I'm at now I didn't have much of a you know I mean I worked very hard but it was definitely um conditional upon you know someone giving me the chance and I, I think um especially in cybersecurity it being a small um community your brand matters it, it, it can carry you a long way just having a brand and and you know having those values like you said of just treating others the way you want to be treated um with the communications you have on linkedin with even just sharing your experiences and and just being supportive of everybody in the community um whether on linkedin or, or you know at school um in your local community and there's a lot of power in that um you know one thing i notice is um you know generally speaking um you know any role that you get into you might not you might you you're going to have to learn the role especially if you're new in about 6 months time like mm-hmm. like a newborn baby you know knowing knowing how to walk so they're investing in you you know the new tool and even if you use that tool even how they use it in their specific architecture and their specific systems right so um there's a lot of investment that that goes in uh you know to learn and but what really makes you stand out and what will carry you through is just your attitude and and the soft skills as well of just being able to communicate because the hard skills can really be taught eventually um you I know i agree yeah i agree and i have i have a um a hiring manager that's all about the soft skills he said kim you can't you can't you, you know soft skills are number one you can train um the the hard skills but soft skills usually will come naturally and if somebody doesn't have good soft skills it's really hard to teach them um if they've been um um if if they haven't had really good soft skills for years it's really hard to teach that um and it's it's just really our our um internal wiring on on that and um look i i know that um the space is very competitive it can be very very lucrative but at the end of the day um you know what what is your intent i'm go- i'm going into cyber is it i want to make a lot of money because that's that's the wrong intent we have a lot of bad actors out there we're always going to be behind the eight ball because mm-hmm. all of these bad guys you know they don't have a degree they don't have certs either they have been coding and they have been in the basement or in the coffee shops just stealing everything they can so we have to look and be intentional on why is it that we want to get into cyber are we looking to help people are we you know really trying to understand are we wanting to be proactive what 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 is that because um it it can't be all about the money and and right. if you are then then you may be successful in some ways but at the end of the day um it it may not be as lucrative as you may hope it to be if you're only going in it for that intention for that intention as well agreed definitely agree and you know getting it it's it's not easy so i i really i really feel if it's if someone goes into cybersecurity for money and they make it through um that's that's going to be a tough journey to get in and and stay in because there's going to be a lot of nights where you won't you might not get a, a that much sleep. Um th- there might be, you know, times where you're overloaded with work because incidents flare up. Um, you know, and it's it's a lifestyle almost. I like to think like cybersecurity working in the field is it's almost like just a new lifestyle that you know the outside world may not be, you know, privy to of, you know, security incidents happening. but you look outside and everything's fine but there's a fire burning um on a network somewhere oh, so um, true mm-hmm. so very true yeah um i guess uh, another question i had is um where do you kind of see 
the market going in terms of what employers are looking for? Is there a specific skill set that is on the rise right now? Um, and then are others a little bit tougher to get into? Um, I have that. That's that's kind of a loaded question that I really don't have a straight answer for um, mm -hmm. because cyber has expanded so far deep and wide. There's so many different jobs you can do here. Right. Um, but I think having the soft skills, number one, but the more hands-on technical in anything is always going to be more of an advantage. Um, every company for the last three or four years, when I've done independent searches, they've all wanted, I want someone that can script and, and code in Python. Um, mm -hmm. I need somebody that understands, that understands cloud because everybody is migrating into a cloud environment. So if you understand cloud and if you're more hands-on technical, um, those are really the areas is that I would encourage everybody if you're wanting to get into cyber. Now, yes, there are non-technical roles out there in cybersecurity, and it could be in marketing, and it could be, again, like I said, the, the compliance side, the HR side, the legal side. Again, those are all, there's lots of jobs in those industries, in the cyber industry as well. But if you're wanting to be more of a practitioner, just really the more of an understanding of, of overall um, the fundamentals of computers and technology, along with being hands-on on technical, is going to make you. It's it it is going to make you so much more relevant in the space. Excellent, excellent answer. Thanks a lot, Kim. Well, that's really the majority of the questions I had for you. Um, is there anything you wanted to touch upon uh, for listeners that are hoping to get into the field? Um, sure. Um, I, I'm going to touch on a couple of things. Again, you and I could probably talk for hours, but um, our listeners have very short um, attention spans. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll keep this brief. Um, when you reach, when you have your LinkedIn profile, make sure that you're putting all of your activities in there outside of your current job and make sure that your resume and your LinkedIn profile correlate and they match up because I can't tell you how many times I found an on online resume and I couldn't match it up to the LinkedIn profile uh, because they were two completely different people. Uh, but they weren't two completely different people. They just weren't honest. So make sure that your LinkedIn profile is updated. Um, you are going to be much more relevant, as you covered previously, is having a picture of yourself on there that's current, a professional picture, um, because people like to see faces. Um, they like to say, you know, of of you know who who it is that I'm that I'm going to be reaching out to, um, and you know how have, have your contact information available if you want to be found. Uh, make it easy for us to find you. So there's areas where you can put your phone number or an email. If you don't want your phone number, put an email address. Just set up a um, a email address just for your LinkedIn, so you can have all of that. Um, but just make sure that your LinkedIn profile is current. If you are looking for opportunities um, and you're okay with doing that if you're currently employed make sure that you state that as well um, also make sure that all of your personal that are based on professional activities posted on there if you don't have relevant enterprise experience well show me your certifications if you have them if you don't have certifications tell me what are you what are you working on well, I'm preparing for my, you know, security plus or my CEH or, 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 you know, my pen testing or whatever certification 
tell me that you're preparing for it, that you're learning about it. Um, and if you don't have a degree, that's fine too, because not all jobs require a college degree. Um, but if you have those, make sure that you have them. Um, and then also um, look up on meetup.com and connect with the company, you know, connect with the cybersecurity focused networking groups in your area and network with those people. A lot of them are still having online um, monthly meetings and attend those. You don't even have to leave your house. And if everybody's still doing online stuff, we'll go to the other major cities and join those too, because hey, you can actually meet with the Boston um, OWASP group or San Francisco or New Jersey, New York or Florida or wherever. Look at those big cities and see what they're talking about and doing. So that's how you can get involved in the community. It's networking, 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 networking. Um, it's not what you know, it is who you know, and that that couldn't be more true these days. Um, and the other thing too is look for a coach and mentor and don't be afraid to ask once you get to know that person. Um, there are people out there that want to coach and mentor, but again, if you find somebody, don't waste their time. If they schedule time with you, then make the time to meet with them. Don't burn them because once you do that, it's, it's, it's so hard to recover from that because you never know that coach and mentor may end up being your boss one day. So keep that in mind, keep in mind of your brand. Uh, because like you said, I, uh, your brand is really important and your brand is your only brand. So don't, don't tarnish it by uh, burning bridges, you know, do the right thing, be kind to everybody, but show up when you're asked to show up, show up. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much, Kim, for Thank taking you. the time out it your day. Thank you. It was fun. Yeah, definitely. It was a great discussion. Um, you know, a lot of valuable information for our listeners. And yeah, this is a lot. Um, they're probably going to have to listen to this a couple times over because a lot of information was um, was listed here. So thank you so much for your time again. Um, I'm going to stop the recording soon. But um, yeah, okay. hopefully we can uh, chat again. And, Absolutely. Uh, thank you. I am happy to be a guest for you anytime. Happy to do that. You just tell me when and where, and I will be there for you. I, okay. I, I'm one of your biggest fans. So thank you so much for what you do with the community. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kim. Hope you have a great night. You too. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.